Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Special thanks to Better Edge. Better Edge is, uh, they're really changing the game of sports betting, and they're making it more fun for everybody. Better Edge is essentially the Venmo of the sports betting industry. It's so cool. I mean, the, the best part, honestly, is you can make pretty much any sports bet you want, and you don't have to pay a VIG. So VIG-free betting with Better Edge. But aside from that, they're more of a social platform where you can exchange bets or find bets. You can do it with your friends or coworkers or random people. And you don't have to find random people. Better Edge does that for you. If you like the the Phoenix Suns, minus five and a half, game two of the NBA Finals, awesome. There's someone out there who's going to like Milwaukee plus five and a half. So what Better Edge does is matches you two up, matches the money up, gets rid of the VIG. Boom, you've got a bet VIG free. And it's so much fun because you can track your record. You can make bets with your friends. Like I said, coworkers, buddies. You ever have a family member at the at the holiday dinner who everyone shut up about how good they are? Hey, challenging them to some Better Edge competitions where it tracks your record, tracks how good you are. Say, hey, let's see if you're really that good. And if they say, hey, I only I bet with this sports book, I bet with that sportsbook i'm good it's vig free betting you're gonna win more money anyway with better edge check them out online betteredge.com that's b-e-t-t-o-r edge.com like sports better use promo code sharp for a free ten dollars and that lets them know you heard about them right here on the sharp angle podcast betteredge.com promo code sharp what's going on welcome into the sharp angle podcast Thanks for joining us on a Wednesday. Today is Trending Wednesday. It's the 7th of July. July 7th. Happy Hump Day. On today's show, like I said, Trending Wednesday. So we'll cover what's going on in the NBA Finals. Obviously, Phoenix getting off to a 1-0 lead. Got the big win last night. We'll talk about betting Major League Baseball since all of the uh, crackdowns on the sticky stuff. On the, <laughs> I like how they just call it the sticky stuff. On uh, Pine Tar and all that good stuff. And then uh, there's an article I read about online versus brick-and-mortar betting. So we'll get to that briefly as well. As I said yesterday and earlier this week, we're going to do a midweek quick picks. So later on today, later on on uh, uh, Wednesday afternoon, we'll have some quick picks for games coming up on Thursday and Friday. So you can listen to those quick picks anytime on a Wednesday or a Thursday and like I said, those picks will be on Thursday and Friday. So we'll record that after this. I know that we missed uh, Sunday's quick picks this weekend. So we're sort of doing like a midweek one to make up for that. But uh, either way, on today's show, let's start off by talking about the NBA Finals, uh, the Suns and the Bucks. To start the series, before last night, the Suns were the favorite to win the series. And it's not like it was super close. Now, a lot of times, what you'll get when there's two teams who aren't per- aren't perceived to be the best teams meeting up, meeting up at the Finals it's usually much more even, around 50-50, minus 110 for each team, minus 120. The Suns, to be minus 180, is actually a pretty big favorite given how both teams were rated in the playoffs and at the end of the regular season in the market. But either way, the Suns around minus 180, the Bucks around plus 160 to start the series. After last night's game, the Suns are currently minus 330 and the Bucks are plus 275. So certainly... The Suns are being looked at right now as the better team, and I think that should be the case. I'm not disputing this. I'm saying they were big favorites to go in. They win game one, and it's not all just about Giannis. Look, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he got hurt in the middle of last series, didn't play the last couple of games, and that was a question mark coming in. How healthy is Giannis? But here's the thing. 
We didn't know how healthy Giannis was before game one. A lot of question marks, a lot of things floating around there. Tough to distinguish the right news from the wrong news, the true news from the bad news. And let's face it, a lot of times in the playoffs, there will be coaches, PR staffs who leak information that's not true. So you can't take every report on ESPN as it's on its face value or as it's as it's intended to be presented during the playoffs, during real, you know more important games. So... We didn't know how Giannis was going into game one, and the line closed Phoenix minus six. Clearly, Giannis looks okay. I mean, either they in- injected him with horse tranquilizer, or I should say, like, <laughs> he may have fallen asleep after that. Let's say, like, like horse uh, numbing medicine. I don't know what I'm trying What I'm trying to say is he looked fine last night. You know, he looked like he was okay. I, I didn't see that injury being a huge part to this series yet. The game opens up game two, minus five and a half. Again, game one, with all the question marks to Giannis, closed minus six. Game two, we know Giannis is going to be okay. It opens minus five and a half. Is that saying Giannis is worth a half point when he's healthy compared to not healthy? No, that's not what that's saying. That's saying either the market knew well before game one that Giannis was going to be okay, or they're underestimating the move here, and they're undervaluing Giannis's health. Regardless, it's extremely interesting and eye-opening the lack of a big move. The fact that we pretty much now know Giannis is good to go compared to what we knew before, to me, I expected maybe even four and a half, maybe a whole point lower, which wouldn't be that unreasonable. That'd be a point and a half adjustment. And if Giannis's injury was worth maybe a point and a half, that's acceptable. This whole half point opening, let's not forget, Phoenix was minus five and a half yesterday afternoon. So it's not like it was seven and six and a half and six. It moved up from five and a half. So th- this is pretty much the same line as is game one. If you disagree with it, if you think Giannis's injury is more important, you'd obviously lean Milwaukee. If not, and you think everything was accounted for in the first game, you may be leaning Phoenix. We do have a bet this game. Stay tuned for today's quick picks. It's going to be Wednesday's quick picks. It's coming out the same day you're listening to this show. Tune into that and you'll get our pick for this game. But uh, the Suns win game one. They're currently minus 330 in the series. Big game from Chris Paul. He stepped up and it wasn't just his assisting. It was his scoring. Did it with the scoring last night. And uh, the Suns look good after game one. All right, let's get on to the MLB. Uh, Obviously, Major League Baseball cracking down on the sticky stuff. And it's not necessarily, let's be clear about this. It's not necessarily because pitchers were doing so well this year. It's because teams started to complain. There were hitters that had said they'd seen pitches this year they'd never seen before. Spin rates were at an all-time high. And then the MLB had found that there was this new sticky sub, uh, substance called Spider Tack. And Spider Tack had apparently been sent to 10 Major League Baseball clubhouses. After they found this out, they were much more uh, strict with everything. And that's when they started cracking down on teams. Now, if you want sort of the poster child for what's happening during this whole crackdown, look no further than Garrett Cole of the New York Yankees. Garrett Cole went from being one of the best pitchers in baseball, some of the best stats, to uh, extremely below average. And this happened on the turn of a dime, but not random. The turn of the dime happened to coincide with the MLB cracking down on the sticky substance. So in you know working in statistics and odds and, and, and uh, probability, we have to 
take this responsibly, right? And ask the normal questions. Could this be a coincidence? Could it be that Garrett Cole all of a sudden is quote unquote regressing toward the mean that he'd been pitching so well for so long and he's finding, you know, the home run rate, the spin rate, it's all finally catching up with him. Is that a possibility? Well, after looking at the numbers, it's not likely, but we had to put that out there, right? We, I, I guess my whole point of this exercise going through talking about this is we don't want to just assume that because two things line up, they're automatically, boom, 100% correlated and connected and one causes the other. But we want to, so we want to do our homework and make sure that, that it's always more than what meets the eye. And it's easy to say, hey, look at all the, you know, this list of 25 pitchers. Look how they did before the crackdown. Look at after. You're going to get a lot of pitchers who looked bad before the crackdown and look good after. You're going to get a lot of pitchers who look good before the crackdown and look bad after. You're going to get a lot of pitchers who went up after, down. My point is, a lot of these things are random. It's finding what means something in the numbers where we can really find some value and find some uh, some things to help us with, with our betting. So for Garrett Cole... You know, I, again, I didn't want to be just rushed to a conclusion or anything like that. It's pretty obvious after looking at the numbers, he is impacted by the sticky stuff, the ban and, and the crackdown. And I do look at the spin rate. I think the spin rate, look, I was one of those people for a long time. It's like, the spin rate, who cares? You know, it's like one of these, it's like exit velocity. It's like one of these stats that doesn't really mean that much. If the guy's producing, you know, it doesn't matter. Now, spin rate matters if you're trying to see. Is he using a substance? Is there a change in his delivery of the baseball? And is there a change in what he's allowing the atmosphere to do to the baseball in terms of uh, sliders, curveballs, two-seam fastballs, things like that? And I think it's very clear that if you look at spin rate, uh, and this is usually very public information, Garrett Cole has, I mean, pretty much plateaued in a negative way since the break, since the uh, crackdown. So I didn't just want to talk about Garrett Cole. I want to talk about, and not even just baseball, when there's a major change in a sport, whether it's a crackdown on sticky stuff, whether it's the NFL uh, making a receiver changing or a, you know, a catch rule, uh, whether it's college football changing overtime, it always impacts the game in one way or another. Sometimes subtle, sometimes not so subtle. But the mistake a lot of people make is wanting to immediately bet into these ideas before we get anything concrete. It would have been easy to start betting overs in every single baseball game after you heard, okay, pitchers can't use sticky stuff. That means if every game's a coin flip and there's one or two games out there where a pitcher may be affected, we could have a winning bet. So it's about how does one change in a sport affect our handicap? And for the Garrett Cole example, we can see if we study certain players, it is impacting them. And if you look at other players like Herman Marquez of the Colorado Rockies, he's gotten better since the crackdown. We want to now bet on Marquez. We want to bet against Garrett Cole when they're going to the mound. This is how we take information and apply it in terms of sports betting. All right, let's move on to one more topic before we get out of here today. I read an article. Uh, is online betting taking away from the sports better? And I want to be very clear about this because it was circulating. It was posted all over Twitter. And I think it was written by a Las Vegas casino who's losing business. And let's be very certain about something. You have a lot more freedom betting online than you do in a brick and mortar casino or at a sports book you walk into. As a matter of fact, I would say you can make about 75% more bets or different kinds of bets online. The only things you can't do are, 
I mean, I, I actually, let, let's see, because this article, it, it gave a couple examples. What are some of the drawbacks? I can't even remember off the top of my head because they were so stupid. All right, so the two they gave are, some people have problems when it comes down to keeping track of how much they spend. Uh, I'm sorry, but if I'm online and I have a little HUD display of my money right there, compared to a sports book where a lot of people bet on, on actual credit, I disagree with that one completely. And then the other thing they said is, uh, in some cases, you start using a certain payment option to make a deposit. If there's anything, and that's actually not the case in a lot of legal states. You can use a credit card, debit card, they link it to your bank account. So I saw this all over Twitter. It's a an article by The Signal. And I just wanted to be clear because I, you know, I think a lot of people who I follow and who follow me were reposting this or liking it or commenting on it. There is no benefit to betting in person. There is no benefit. There's nothing you can do more. There's nothing. You don't get better lines. There's no interaction. If anything, you have to wait. There, there, there's dozens of drawbacks. Okay, so you know you can't make the same. A lot of the derivatives. You can't make a lot of props. You can't make a lot of parlays. You have to sit and wait in the line. So if time is of the essence, you may lose a bet. So no, there's no, absolutely no benefit to betting in person compared to uh, online. Online's always better. So, all right, that is it for today's show. Thanks for joining us on Trending Wednesday. And uh, good luck, whatever you guys have going on today or tonight. Now, listen, we're going to record our second podcast of the day. So if you like quick picks, if you like nothing but uh, just our best bets for the next couple of days, stay tuned. We'll have a quick podcast coming out uh, in a few minutes. So this has been the Sharp Angle Podcast. We'll talk to you soon.